Hey, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Ecosystem Podcast, where we aim to help you, the big-hearted change maker with a bold vision to build a business that gives you butterflies and a life that makes you want to high-five yourself. How? By addressing the interconnected nature of all that you do. From marketing to mindset and everything in between, we believe your business is more ecosystem than monoculture and that when it comes to creating sustainable success, it's all connected and there is no one-size-fits-all formula. Join us for conversations that embrace nuance, elevate the importance of empathy, and address the diverse and unique strengths that enable entrepreneurs to not just make money, but to make real lasting positive change in a regenerative and revolutionary way. Hello friends, welcome back to the Entrepreneur's Ecosystem. We are so elated to be here today with Melissa Berkheimer. Melissa is the founder of Melissa Berkheimer Studios, a design agency that partners with thought leaders, beauty brands, global nonprofits, and production companies to create stellar product brand experiences. With 15 plus years of experience, Melissa has served thought leaders like Rachel Luna, Jerisha Hawk, JJ Virgin, Lewis Howes, and Amy Porterfield, as well as global brands like Massage Heights and Dress for Success Worldwide. She's been featured in Daily Worth, Social Media Examiner, Freelance to Freedom, and has been interviewed on podcasts like The Copywriter Club, System Save Me, and Ready Aim Empire. When she's not directing launches or creating social impact campaigns, she's interviewing creators on her award-winning podcast, The Design Business Show, or lounging in her pool, making a plan for her plans. I love it. You are such a planning visionary goddess. I'm so excited that you're here hanging out with us, Melissa. Thank you. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Or Ugh. thank you so much for having me here. I really yeah. appreciate the planning compliment, by the way, if I'm going to collect myself, because I really love making plans for my plans. And I've also learned in the last couple of years that while I do have the planning and project management brain that I didn't know as a talent, we can talk about that because it's kind of a funny story. I really love to be on the creative side and I like my ideas to be heard. And um, again, that's a great lesson I've learned recently. So hi, nice, nice to be here with both of you. Yeah, welcome. I was looking at, at your stuff before we started chatting and I saw 2013 and I was like, that's not that long ago, but wow, that is a long time ago now. Hey. Okay? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. when you, I think what I saw there is that was, that was when you like created your first sales page. Is that correct? Yeah. So I launched my freelance graphic design business in 2011 because I couldn't find a job in my field that offered flexible hours. This is in the early 2000s and I had small children. Now they're both taller than me. And I wanted to be able to take them to and from school and get paid to be creative because I was working in a position that did offer flexible scheduling and working from home when it like snowed. I mean, if you're from the Midwest or I mean, I think, I don't know where uh, you're from, Don, but I know Shanti's from Canada. It like snows and it's like, you don't want to drive anywhere. Um, Some people are not, are fine with it, but I'm not. And so there was no opportunity for growth there. So I was like, well, all these people keep telling me no. So I'm just going to like bet on myself and go for it. And so I started taking courses a couple of years into it. Someone had tweeted a webinar that Amy Porterfield was doing. And I'm like, so grateful that they did because then I learned about like, B school and as Elizabeth D'Alto and Rachel Luna and all these cool people. And I started taking courses. And then um, in 2000, late 2013, someone who, this is a really embarrassing kind of funny story, like <laughs> someone who, so I took Amy Porterfield's like FB profit lab. It was like a Facebook marketing year long program. I don't remember how long, how long it was, but I kept doing program after program to learn just like how to better position myself, how to work with clients that weren't located in Des Moines, Iowa. So I could just be more at home because I had a great like roster of freelance clients that were local, but they only paid me for work when they needed it. Cause I didn't have any formal business training. I just kind of guessed. And so 
I took Amy Porterfield's Facebook profit lab again, years ago, and she liked my Facebook page again, total 2012, 2013, like nerdy thing. She liked it. So I took a screenshot of it and I posted it on Facebook. A person liked it that I didn't know who it was. And I sent this person a Facebook friend request, not thinking anything of it. And then later that year in August, he posted that he was looking for a graphic designer. And I raised my hand and I was like, Hey, I'm a graphic designer. I would love to work with you. And there were two available gigs. One of them was product design for a um, new skincare line that was going to be coming out. And one was a sales page for Amy Porterfield. I didn't get that the gig for the skincare line, even though I went through like the whole like free, what do you call it? Where like you do a mock-up for them, like just kind of to yeah. see if they like your work. So I did not get that gig, but I did get the gig, however, for Amy Porterfield's sales page, but I didn't know at the time it was for her sales page. And it was like, oh my gosh, like I'm working for this person. I just like bought a course from first. She liked my page. Like, but again, I wasn't working directly with Amy, so I didn't know. So that happened and it was a little like, okay, I like shifted my entire business. Seriously, that's like a cool, mystical, sort of like energetic, put an almost idea out into the universe and then it comes back huge. So thank you for sharing. I wouldn't have even known a sales page was a thing though. Like I was reading them and I was just really fascinated with them because I felt like they would remind me of like an infomercial. So like if you took everything from an infomercial, like the the photography, the video, I mean, not, not all sales pitches have videos and just like the words. And I even remember showing them to some of like my, I would call them like my favorite local clients I worked with. And I'm like, I am not doing this myself, but I can see this and I can see the potential here for you. And like, I showed her one of Elizabeth D'Alto's sales pages for a program she had called Tighter in 10 Days. She doesn't offer it anymore, but it like helped get me a client too. So I think that like, I don't know takeaway is just like raise your hand if people say something I mean that people will probably say no but like when they say yes you don't know that it could be like your gold mine I guess okay so <laughs> we're gonna talk about that pivot and clearly a lot happened in between 2011 to 2021 and a whole decade of experience under your belt at that point but I also want to pull us back to a secondary pivot example, which is Amy Porterfield. And you went to a course. Oh my gosh. Back in the day, she had this Facebook course. And oh, she, she had a lot. She had, um, it was called FB Influence. And yeah. And she, uh, then she was running group programs. Like it was, it was like the FB Profit Lab or something like that. And this was right. like after I had taken B school. So I don't want to make it sound like I just got the sales page project for her. Again, I didn't know that it was for her at the time and she didn't even know it was for me. I sent her a thank you card in the mail. And so later down the road, her team had hired me for a few sales pages and she did, she was like, I, I didn't even know that you were the one designing it. Cause you know, her partner was managing it and I was working directly with him. Um, and I don't want to make it sound like, okay, I got this sales page for Amy Porterfield. Now my life is great. I got this no, sales no, no, no. because I was, but I, I want to preface that. Cause I think it's important to give context. Cause like, you're like, okay, well you said this, but like, what do you mean? I was yeah. making connections with people in different online courses. I was buying more than I probably could have afforded at the time. And so then that is kind of what led to, you know, the gig. And then there's another part of the story too, if you want to hear it, it's not like anything glamorous, but I had met James Wedmore at a mastermind through my B-School bonus in 2013, because I also did B-School that year. And so I went to Laguna Beach, California, my first time ever going anywhere by myself, first time ever going to California to this mastermind, because I was like, dang, it's like going to fix your business. And it's going to help you with like everything. And I'm like, I just wanted to go there and like learn YouTube strategies. Cause that's what he was teaching at the time. And so, you know, I had connected with him and I, again, I didn't think anything of it. And then I was in a lot of his programs at the time. And then my problem, like I said, was, okay, here's these clients that are paying me, it's great, but like, I'm, I like this thing better. What do I do? And so he had a monthly membership program where he would give a hot seat. And so he did two calls a month at the time. And I didn't get the hot seat on the first time, but I'm like, I'm going to get that hot seat and ask the question on the second call. What do I do? And I say, okay, well, here's the problem. I've got these clients. I'm now doing this new sales page thing. And his answer to that was, are you really, I would love to hire you. (laughs) 
So he confirms with the business partner that he had, that Amy had that I don't, again, I don't know what the relationship setup actually was. I shouldn't say business partner, but someone that was working with them that I'm doing that. And then I'm doing sales pages for him. And then he's referring me to everyone on his Rolodex. Again, this was 2013. I'm not working with him anymore, but this was pre-business by design days. And this was, you know, early on in the online space when there weren't, there weren't a lot of people. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to draw a parallel to the pivot, the pivot that Amy made, the pivot that James made, the pivot that you are in the midst of making, the pivot that we're kind of making, the pivot, the pivots are happening everywhere right now. There is something in the air. So, and I think it's just fascinating because when we become known for something in the online space and it works, it's really hard mm-hmm. to not abandon, maybe isn't the right word, but to choose something different that feels a lot less mm-hmm. certain. Yeah. And yet we have all of these examples of people yeah. who have successfully done that. Yeah. And I also want to say, I do not have the brand following that those people had at the time, nor they have now. I have like a tiny brand of people that know me for sales page design, but you just kind of feel it when you get, like I was getting more no's than normal. Like it was always a yes. Cause it came from a referral and then it didn't feel fun. Like it felt like so much work even though I'm like really good at it and I still know what I'm doing, but a lot of the work I want to do in the future is literally just taking the sales page experience and applying that to every single piece of the launch, because I think that's missing. Mm. Yeah, that's super interesting. And I want to ask a question that we usually always start with because I think it actually will also help us like shed some light on like who you are and like maybe why these things like come towards you or how you work with them. So obviously we're like the quiz people, right? Um, So I don't know. And it's okay if you don't relate to any of these, but does it, do you like any of the personality tests in the world, like Enneagram or and I just did my Colby the other day and me and Shanti are like pretty much exactly the same or even like horoscope or human design. Do any of those speak to you? And if so, which one? And yeah, can you? Yeah. So all of them speak to me. <laughs> um, and so the one that I kind of resonate the most with is Myers-Briggs. That was the thing I learned from James and I am an ESTJ. So E for extrovert, S for, I don't know, sensing, which is like, I like the details, T for thinking and J, which just kind of means you like structure. That's kind of how I like to explain it for comparison, like Marie Forleo and Oprah or ENFJ. Right. I think, but I, like, I've been told the difference between someone like me and someone like them is like, they want to like hug a tree, which again, nothing is wrong with that. Trees are great. I'm looking at a bunch out my window, but I really like Myers-Briggs because it helped me understand that like in my relationship, like my marriage, my husband is the person that would like to build the Legos. And I'm the type of person that would like to put the manual together to show you how to build the Legos. You want me to build Legos? Like it's not going to happen. I'm really into that one. Um, I know that I'm a projector because my friend Jordan is a lot like me and that's what she told me. So I just believe her. And <laughs> I love it. That's, is that human design? Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I require a lot of rest, but I also like to get a lot of things done and make lists. So it's kind of hard to challenge that. I've done the Colby, but it's been a long time. I'm like a seven, six, four, three or something like that. So I'm high on, I don't remember what they all even mean, but yeah, that's kind of, that's my Colby similar to that. And I know that I'm an Enneagram or Enneagram one, but I don't know a lot about what that means. So that's, I'm into the Myers-Briggs. I really love everything that Erin Claire Jones, I don't know her, but she, I follow her on Instagram, says about projectors, like the mantras and the the things Ooh. that work. It's, it's like lots of rest and lots of um, just like invitation. Like I do better when I have an invitation, but I'm good at like raising my hand to say, hey, I'm here mm-hmm. and not putting pressure on it. So like, I don't even want to do sales calls anymore. And I can talk about that if you want, but like. Oh, Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, so I'm really into those things. I feel like that Myers-Briggs makes the like making plans for her plans make sense to me. Like that 
And the one too for Enneagram. And the one for sure. Yeah. Again, I don't know a lot about Enneagrams. I do know that I'm a one, but Myers-Briggs is kind of where it hit home because it's like, I then was hired by James after doing a lot of sales pages for him and the people in his Rolodex um, to be his launch manager. And he even convinced me for a while to like not work with anyone else and just work with him. Um, but I was really good at that. And I liked to be a part of all of the moving parts and be the one kind of planning it. I don't really like doing like the debriefs and like gathering the data, but I like to look at the data. So that's like something that's different. So I like to make plans. I like to declutter. I like to organize and like, I'm trying to get my house to look like a Kardashian house when it comes to organization. I'm not there yet, but I'm going to like, my goal is by the end of the year, not like I'm not that rich, but you know, anyways. Love it. I'm planning a move right now. I'm like, oh, can you come over? I could really use you this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you? Uh, I live right by or right by um, Chantel. I'm I'm in the middle oh, of God. nowhere. Yeah, yeah. You can't actually come over, but that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is fun. I think it's easier to do for yourself, though. I've never really done it for anybody else. Mm. But I do like to like organize a drawer and then walk by and like look at it afterward. Okay. So how does your understanding of who you are and what you want and your energy and what you need and all of the things, how did that play into this decision to shift your focus and tell us about, about where that focus is directed now? So this is a really complicated question because I feel like in my life, in a time where my kids are like older and it should be easier. I'm finding that like, I have to stop what I'm doing because like I'm needed more in other areas of my life that aren't required by the business. So then the business kind of honestly, just in full disclosure, had to take a, like a backseat because I had to take care of a sick parent while my little sister was going through breast cancer. Cause she would be the other one. She's fine. She's okay. Um, and this all happened during the pandemic. So it was really like, okay, I don't have a lot of energy Like I really love to be taken care of and like pamper versus taking care of other people. But my energy, like something was just different. And even the sales pages I did do, I, again, they're great. And I get compliments on my work all the time, but compliments on my work this long into it didn't necessarily turn into sales, if that makes sense. So I recognized probably like three years, I probably should have retired the service about three years ago, three years before I did. So like 2018, 2019. But again, when you look at the things that are bringing you the most profit in the business, the they're the easiest to do and they just make the most sense. Cause I had tested like designing, you know, like running masterminds and accelerators for designers and, you know, mentorship programs. And I had a program called conversion design school that, you know, I launched, but it didn't do, you know, it did. Okay. I realized that like, I was putting in so much effort to like do my own launches that, and I didn't hire enough help. And I know that now but I wanted to like make sure things were working before I like invested in that. And that was a mistake, but that's a whole other story for another day. So I realized like, okay, you're doing all these launches that require so much more of your output, but you're making more doing the sales pages. And so I just decided to kind of cut all the launching altogether. Not because I didn't try, but I just decided like it wasn't working for me. And so I kept doing sales pages and I don't want to say that like, I didn't enjoy the masterminds and like mentoring graphic designers because I really, really, truly did. I've met some really great people. It helped me launch my podcast, but the conversation I've always had, and I want to continue to have, I've just kind of realized this is like my sales page design, someone's quiz, someone's email, isn't going to be the thing that fixes your launch. All the pieces have to work together, the design, the content, the email sequence set up within whatever platform you're using, your social media persona, your media coverage, if you're going to have that, you know, like it all kind of has to fit together. And I think that that's a piece that's missing in a lot of um, digital launches because like they focus really hard on one part and then they don't think about that. So like in mine, for example, like my launches would always do well. I would always get leads. I was always do this. But by the time it was time to sell, I was tired. And I wasn't looking at like my own energy and like what I needed. Cause it's not like in the evenings, I'm just like, you know, sitting down watching the Kardashians. I'm like at baseball games, I'm volunteering here. I'm doing this. So it's like, I'm never really on my own. So I just kind of decided that wasn't it. I had to pause the business for a while to take care of my dad. And it was kind of honestly hard to like find my way back. 
after that. Like I would take on some client projects. It wouldn't feel right. So it's really like 2021 was a year for me to just like grieve Tess because he did pass away, but he lived a really great life and lived longer than he should have. So I'm like very at peace with it. So to really answer your question, I feel like I'm more vomiting here. I've done a lot of testing of projects, different things with clients over the last like year. And now I'm very, very, very clear on the direction I want to go. I just need to get my brand updated while I've finished because I'm finishing up a project um, this Friday, actually. And then I'm going to focus really hard on that. And then just really focus on like all the relationships I've built over the years. Cause I feel like I've been really good at giving referrals, but not really ever for asking for them. Mm. Maybe cause I didn't need to. So it's really just a lot of testing. And this is kind of something I say to like my clients and even myself, like it's, I call it like branding advice that goes against the norm. Like you can invest in this whole entire brand and this whole thing. And I think this only applies to service-based businesses, not physical products. Cause I want to actually launch a mascara line too, which is another subject for another day. Um, I'm putting together like the whole pitch for it, like right now. So, but I think that it's great to test your ideas, like your offers. And like, if it's a service course or something before you build a whole entire brand around it and just like beta test it, whatever, or however you want to call it, because then like, what if you change your mind and you don't like it? Yeah. So that's what I say to do. I know it's backwards from what most designers say, and I do believe in branding. I believe in design and all the, the messaging and the copy. I know it all works, but like your happiness has to work first. And that's kind of really what I've been leaning into. So like with the project I'm finishing up now, I was hired more to kind of like manage and direct the campaign versus use my creative side. And I was like, whoa, whoa, like (laughs) this is definitely like, and I did get to use my creative brain and I was like such a happier person, like the last few weeks as we're finishing up. But I came in the point where like all of that stuff was already curated they just needed someone to help move the needle along and it was good for me to come back and like test my skills you know what I mean so mm, I'm very <laughs> clear about that so the next step for me is like okay let's beta test these and not I'm not going to call it beta testing but let's let's just get these new offers out there and how you're going to deliver them and then let's do them help get some clients some results and some new you know, new industries. And then let's go from there. Right. So from what, one of the things I really love about what you're talking about is like, you're like learning how to like listen to what your body and what the universe is telling you. Like you're getting these projects that you're good at, you know, you make these beautiful things and you're like, Oh, it didn't work as well as it used to work. And probably because it wasn't as fun for me as it used to be or as exciting. Right. And then how do you feel into that next step though? Yeah. So that's what I wonder. So to, to kind of give, bring some clarity to things, what I would do is I would just bring someone in to do the things in the sales page design process. I didn't like, like, yeah. again, this, it's a very, very big detailed process. And when I tell people, like, I just, someone, again, my, my redirect is turned off my, my whole website's a mess. I'm trying to get everything cleaned up, but I'm focusing on the project. I'm finishing then I'll do it. Um, but my sales page design redirect got turned off. So someone did fill out my form over the weekend. And I know her name from a book I've read. I know that she was a mentor to someone I've taken a course from. And so I did say, I'm like, okay, well, I'm sorry that this is said I was done December 21st. Like, if you really wanted to work together, here's the rate. And I got a pass. I have no idea if what it was. It could be a timing thing. It could be the rate. I don't know. And you know, that's okay. That's her decision. But like, I would find someone to do the things I didn't like. So like editing the copy, like making sure all of the copy goes from the Google doc to the PSD, making sure all the bold are bold, making sure all the sections are there. Like you wouldn't believe like when you have a 10,000 word sales page, like that is a very easy fix. That stressed me out. I didn't like that. So I would bring someone, I brought in an editor. Her name is Renee. She's wonderful. She would do that for me. And so then I'm like, okay, well, I'm project managing development. I don't want to do this anymore. Uh So I would bring someone in to do that for me. Cause that was, that was another thing I too, that was, that was very clear to me that I didn't want to do and provide inside my business is web development for sales pages, because I'm not personally a developer and I couldn't come in there and fix it. I could always hire someone or like have a couple people like contractors on standby, but I don't want to get the call that someone's, you know, sales page is done. My husband did a membership site design with me um, for Lewis house in like 2014 and his new project manager at the time 
like was calling my husband while we were at like my kids' little league games, asking development questions, you know. And then, you know, I understand that people think that web development isn't like kind of a they don't want to pay for it, but it's like the thing that like holds everything together. So when you have comments being made, which again are very people can have their own opinion, but like I saw them, I was like, I just don't even want to do this. So I would always refer my web development to someone else who could support you in the event of an emergency. Cause I know that they have it. Lunches are important to businesses right. they need them to drive leads and engagement and get sales and help them, you know, prepare for the next launch if these people don't buy. So I would kind of look at where I didn't like it and I would just bring someone in to do that, but I never provided web development in house. And so what I kind of just decided was like, I really wanted to have new projects in new industries that didn't involve the word sales pages. So outside of the online space and like, I like to say the real world, but not as if the online space isn't the real world, but like, yeah, so new projects. So I've had a couple, learned a lot, and now I'm ready to kind of just like get it out there. And that's like consulting on the full launch from scratch, the creative and the logistic pieces. Yeah. I mean, it's been very, it's been very different for each client. And I know that that's not good when you're like selling something, but I think as I had to learn my own process. So like one client is a new brand that's designed to empower AAPI women, the founder um, of it. It's called the Warrior Queen Project. And she produced a movie called Warrior Queen of John C. And the idea is like, there's not really a movement out there to empower API women. So I did the logo and I did the website design for them. And I was going to do some further consulting, but it didn't end up working out with them. But again, I'm still really proud of the work I did because people would come to me wanting brand and web design. And I would say, no, I don't do that. But was that really true? Like I'm sitting here like, okay, creating identities and sales pages for offers, which that is a brand design for an offer. I just never called it that. And so I said for years, I was not good at branding. And so you could look at that as leaving money on the table or just like doing things, not doing things that weren't aligned. So I did that. And then I have done some VIP days for clients where like, I will take out like, okay, let's take look at six months on the calendar. Let's plug in time for you to have a break. Let's plug in time for your team to have a break first so that you're not wiped out. I know that from managing launches and doing sales pages and like doing my own launches. And then, okay, let's look at like what happened during your last launch. I had a client, she's in Australia and she sells, she shows people how to like architect their own home per se. And so she had done around $250,000 for the launch. And so we looked at like where the sales came in. We looked at like where her energy was the most spent and she got the most sales on a webinar. She gets a lot of, now she has a lot of website traffic. She has a lot of traffic from her podcast. So I said, okay, if we just do these different things right here to bring in more traffic, you can add one more webinar here. You could do a podcast series here. And I gave her like a six month content plan and we mapped out like all her sales emails. So yeah, I'm a sales page designer, but I understand all the pieces from like writing the emails for either myself or for clients and even, you know, to onboarding. So like, she's got a six month calendar. She worked with me in a day. I can't do a whole day. I do like two half days when I do a VIP day. I can't sit still that long. Um, So we, that was another one and another person, was a client. She, um, she helps people get hired in a full-time job and she herself has a full-time job. So she needed space and she needed just like a system she could use to, you know, launch the products, launch her offer and build her email list. Cause she didn't really have an email list. So we kind of came up with a six month plan for her. So I'm helping with like the buzz building experience and helping with like the systems and I'm helping with like, okay, these are the things you should measure. Or if you have the measurements, let me look at them and tell you, okay, let's do this, this, and this, and then see what happened. So, and then one I'm finishing right now is again, and there's been more, but like, that's kind of just to give you like, I like to give context because it doesn't make sense. People are like, I do these VIP days. What does that mean? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm finishing right now with Dress for Success Worldwide. Um, they have a campaign called Your Hour, Her Power, which basically is a women's empowerment campaign. It's like their biggest one that they run. Um, all of their honorees are featured like in Oprah Daily. They had produced a video series. There's a website. So I was kind of in charge of just like helping manage the campaign 
And so I'm done with that after Friday because the campaign's over. It was for Women's History Month. But, you know, they've got celebrity people in the campaign. They've got, you know, everyone's featured on Oprah Daily. So they've got a lot of different partnerships and they already have an established brand. So now I'm just like, and they have, you know, a social media manager or content. They have like a team and they have other contractors they're working with. So if they were to bring me back, I'm not, I don't know if they will, we haven't even got that far yet, but like, I have a whole string of ideas as to how they could like maximize and do things um, better, you know? So does that answer your question? I'm sorry. I feel like my answers are so long-winded. Yeah, that's great. And it sounds like it's like, it's still taking shape too. And you're learning through experimentation and seeing what feels good right now with this yeah. new direction. And what I'm very clear about is like I said, for that one, I was hired more to like manage things. And I'm, again, I can manage anything, but it was also good for me to come back after like taking a good time off and then doing a lot of volunteer activities just because I needed space after my dad had passed away. Like I'm not good at taking care of people. Like when we were doing his end of life documents, my sister was supposed to be the medical person and she herself was going through something. So I just had to kind of step up and do it because if it's icy outside, I don't want him to have to drive to dialysis because that's not going to be an easy thing. And I don't think this is something that people talk about enough in business, you know? Yeah. This is a business podcast, but like, these are all the things in my brain right now. Yeah. I didn't get a chance. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to make a list. So it, this, these were like really nice for me to kind of test and come back again. I did do some sales pages in between here and there. And like, again, it goes back to like, yeah, I, I had a client who worked with um, like Scott Olf, Olford and another mentor. And they're like, the sales page you designed, they said is literally the best one they ever saw. But it's not like those people are coming to me and saying, hey, please take my money to sign my sales page. I know you'll make me millions. Like, cause I do, like I have, and I feel even weird saying that, but again, that's kind of how, you know, it's not in alignment, like making a pretty sales page that did make my client money and get her results. And people say is the best one they've ever seen doesn't necessarily yield. And I, again, I never really did any marketing for it. So you could attribute it to that. But again, I didn't have bandwidth for that. So what the thing I have the bandwidth for right now that I really am aligned with is consulting. I do have a $37 course called sales page superstar. That's the domain that I'm having issues with. It's a whole other thing, but like, that's the one, that's the thing I will keep around for a while because it teaches sales page design. It teaches sales page copy. There's a launch planning bonus in there and it's like $37. So yeah, that's crazy. if you literally like want to walk on if you want to like create an online business, like you can take that course and that will help you with like the entire process. So. Okay. So when it comes to consulting, what lights you up the most? I think what lights me up the most is like, I want to be involved in the entire project from like start to finish. And part of the reason I'm putting together like a pitch, I guess you would call it like an investor pitch. Again, I like to learn things that are, um, just because I feel like it makes me a smarter business owner is because how fun would it be to create a direct, like your own mascara line, like the photo shoots and the website launch, like how fun would that be? Like it's yours. It has your name on it. So, um, that's part of the reason why I want to do it. And I just kind of decided that like, unless I were to get like a business partner to help me make like sales page superstars, like quote unquote scale, I don't want to focus on that right now. I want to focus more on the one-on-one work because it lights me up more. I could maybe even have like a mini, like even, you know, you, I could do like a sales page design agency where like I could have a junior designer. I don't like junior designer. I could have like a designer on my team or like a copywriter on my team. Someone just asked me for sales page copy. And I, one person I said yes to, cause it was for a SaaS brand. And I thought that would be fun. But one per for the digital space, I refer that out because it's more, it's very, I get, I know it's a thought. So I forgot what you asked me. I said, what lights you up the most about well, like, what lights me up? Like basically yeah. the whole, the whole entire, like art directing the entire thing. And so I want to be involved in the brand design. I, I don't have to necessarily do it, but I want to be involved in the entire thing so that you think through the creative assets of your campaign. Like, I don't think enough people are spending time doing this. And again, I, I understand it can be hard when you're first starting out, but when you have these, I knew someone who was working for Michael Hyatt and she's like, I set up like millions of different funnels for him. That might be an exaggeration, but like when you have all these funnels, like, are they working? Are you testing them? Does it make sense? Like, are you saying one thing on this day and this thing on another day? Like just making sure that everything is connected and aligned and like 
you're really making it easy for people to buy for you and build that brand loyalty. Mm. Okay. So what lights you up is sort of, mm, you said at the beginning of like the first time you answered that question was that like being there from like the beginning to the end and having a say in the art direction. Yeah. Or being the art, being the art director, which is really what I have done, but I never called it that. So like, uh-huh. I'm not, I don't want to be the one to necessarily write your copy. Like I said, for some people, I will agree to that, but just like for some, like they might have it and I could review it. I'm very good at plugging in the holes where things are missing. And I'm, uh-huh. I'm like, I saw a job posting the other day for an art director. They're like, are you thinking of all the problems that could possibly happen before a launch? Yes, I am. I'm sorry. That's where my brain goes. I can't help, but that's just how it works. But I also understand the big picture. and like, this is a long-term vision and that it's not just going to, you're not going to get the seven figures or six figures or whatever you're trying to achieve with like the one it's going to come from multiple things. But I also know that launching can bring a lot of attention to you. So. Mm. I think that is an important thing I want to highlight, which is like, it's not the first time necessarily. And it also speaks to something you were speaking about earlier that I thought was interesting. And I'd love to ask you more about, which is in regards to doing branding differently, perhaps than a lot of other branding people, because you think it's cool to go out and test it first before you put it out there. And I think that's very interesting. I, I mean, I think you should test everything first sort of before you like really throw everything behind it. How do most branding, we don't know how most put people think or whatever, but how is that different? How how does it usually happen for branding? Yeah. And I think that most of the time, if you're going to start a business, this, I, this does not apply to like a restaurant or a brick and mortar or a physical product, like a mascara line. This, this is much different. This is, I would say for anyone who's going to launch an offer that's like digital. So a course membership, even like a service. And again, like I can give you two examples. So like one, like when I first launched my designer mastermind, I was trying to like do branding webinars and sales page webinars. And like, no one was really signing up. I was doing Facebook ads and my friend Tara Zerka was like, okay, do a four month mastermind. You've built a design business, which I didn't even know that I could teach about that. You know, your experience is also something that's teachable. Like I know that now. And so I did Facebook ads. She helped me set up the first one. And with an email list of 30 people in my very first webinar, I sold the first spot to my mastermind. I charged $12.97 for it. It was four months. That's what she told me to do. So I listened. And so I had no sales page at the time. I was too lazy. I wasn't too lazy. Like it was in the process, but I didn't want to finish it unless I knew I was going to get the sale. So like that was like, okay, it's time to finish this, you know, and it wasn't like it was the webinar. Then there was an application and then there was a call. And the person got to make the decision. I'm not someone who's like, give me the credit card over the phone. I really want people to have time to like, think about it. Mm -hmm. And I know that people will like say that's not good. Just like collect the money on the call when they say yes. But like, I have to, I'm going to overthink everything I do. Like I'm getting better about it, but like, I want people to, to really come to something that's aligned and not just give it to me because they feel like they have to in the moment. That's, that's a really important thing to me. Um, maybe if I have a sales rep one day, they'll tell me to do things differently and I'll listen. I don't know, but that's like one example. And another one would be the James Woodmores and the Amy Porterfields. They weren't hiring me to do their website back in the early sales page days. They were hiring me to do sales page after sales page after sales page because they were launching and they were testing and like, they've all changed their offers. They've all changed what they're doing, but they weren't focused on building the brand until they had figured that out. Mm. I think that that's kind of the best advice. Like I didn't have a working sales page for my sales page design until like the summer of 2016. And I started doing them in late 2013. Right. I love that. That kind of speaks to how you're launching fertile ground, right? Chantel, like really, and like hopping on calls with people to see if that's like really what they want and find out what they want before you. I think a lot of the time in anything we do, even just like personal relationships, we spend so much time in our heads thinking about what we think everyone in the world wants or needs or is thinking that we end up not actually knowing uh, what is actually occurring in the real world. And like, I was really guilty of, okay, buying this mastermind or buying this course. Cause I thought it was going to fix something. There was nothing right. wrong with me. I was learning lessons. And so 
that's a big one for me too. So I would buy things thinking, okay, like I went to the mastermind, like I don't regret going to the California. I love it there. 2021 was the only year. And like, since that I went to that one, I didn't make it to California. So I have to go this year. Um, but yeah, I think it's just people, they don't realize like what they need. They already have, and they can just like, no matter what happens, it's going to be okay. Like I could close my business tomorrow and be fine. You know? Mm. Yeah, totally. And I just want to circle back to the, the season of life Mm. that you were in, that you might still be in where your life is busy and where there's unexpected things that come up that need to be taken care of, that you need to prioritize Mm -hmm. over your business activities. Mm -hmm. And we never think about that Mm -hmm. as business owners. It's just like, and no, I, nothing's ever going to happen. We all need to put this aside or have a, a way of building in more ease. Yeah. And I, I will say that like in full disclosure, pausing the business probably meant I didn't have as much, you know, coming in revenue, but I have a partner. We have savings. I have, you know, my oldest son graduated high school when all this was happening. It was during the pandemic. And so I just knew that I needed a little bit of space, but we worked really hard to have that, you know, and I, that's my position. Had I been on my own, that would, I would have probably had to do something else. You know what I mean? But like, honestly, getting on a sales call when I was dealing with my dad, when I, again, I know my own anxiety, but again, I felt like it made me so much stronger wasn't something I wanted to do. You know what I mean? So I think that having projects that are aligned and like, you know, I'm really into this VIP day thing, but I can't sit still the whole day. So I like do them as half days or even just like a a week sprint. It's really good. Cause I also don't like to be on a lot of calls. Right. (laughs) I I'm, I'm a very good, I think I'm extroverted, but I'm also like, I need to go home after two hours. if I'm in a social situation. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, I was just literally last two weekends before I was, I drove um, down to Kansas city, which is like three hours to see my friend speak at an event. And I ended up having to just like come back the same day because something was going on in my life that I couldn't not be there for. And it sucked, but I understand that like family has to come first, like people have to come first. And so I just like, I, it's just kind of an easy yes for me. Like eventually I would love to have a team that would just like take care of those things for me, but I haven't been at the point. I just didn't have capacity for that. And I'm, I'm really good at knowing when it's too much last night was too much. So this morning I went to the gym by myself and got my favorite salad from Panera for breakfast. So yes, <laughs> um, you know. I, I think that really speaks to like a newer way of being in business and a newer way of like creating resources for your life. That isn't, uh, I, um, I worked at this sushi place and it was owned by these most loveliest Korean people ever. Um, but before he came to Canada and started his sushi place. He worked for the company and it was like the company, you do everything for the company. And then his son graduated from university and went to Toronto to work for a big company and just like put all of his, all of ourselves into, yeah, like into somebody else's business or even like into our own businesses. And I think, I think like even the way that you, Uh, your business evolved out of like, well, I want to pick my kids up from school and go to their baseball games or what have you. I really think that speaks to this like new way of being in business that is, I think, just part of a new world that we're building by being willing to put ourselves out there and do things differently and take a break and let less money come in. Like you said, you, you put money aside. So Maybe that's not what you wanted to do with your savings, right? Maybe you wanted to do some Kardashianing of your of your home instead, but you you did create that space for yourself to let it be more like heart led or spirit led or for you it sounds like family led, and I just love yeah. it. So and it's it's to me it's really more about freedom and like yeah. it's really important to me. Like I had my son like and again here full disclosure I got pregnant like three weeks after I started college as a freshman. So I graduated high school and then three weeks after starting living in college, I found out I was pregnant. And like, I was never one of those people that it's like, I want to be a mom. And I feel like, I know that there's a lot of people out there who like can't have kids or who struggle with that. Or like, I want to acknowledge you 
and I don't know if I'm even doing that the right way, but I want to acknowledge that, but I wasn't someone who really like dreamed of being a mom, but I think that becoming a mom so young just kind of forced me to like push away all of the bull S H I T. So like, while all my friends were like going out while I was in college and like my college peers were having internships, like I had a mortgage and a baby and a fiance, like, you know, very young, that kid's almost 20 years old now. Like I'm, you know, in a season where I don't want to miss out. Like I have one kid who's still in high school and I like, don't want to miss out on this mm. stuff. You know, I don't want to miss it. Like it's important for me to be there because while there's a lot of things I can't do for them because they are teenage boys and really don't want their mom and their business. I don't understand why I think I'm awesome, but um, like I can go to a track meet and support them. I can show up at every football game. Like my freshman, my little freshman was like suited up for varsity, which means he puts on, you know, the varsity Jersey and he's out there, but we don't know if he's going to go on the field. Like that's like a fun thing. And so that to me is just important to be around for that. And like, I really could like see myself going to New York, going to LA, going to places and live for certain amounts of time, really anywhere to work. Like I just did an April fool's joke on my friend and told her I was moving to New York. Cause like the company I'm working for, cause just for success is based out of Manhattan. I was like, they want me to come work in New York. And you know, my husband hasn't really been happy in his job lately. And so we just decided we're just going to like live there part-time. Like we don't know anything. And I was like, I don't have an offer from them just to be very clear, but it was funny to play the joke on her, but like, that's really what I want to do. And like the business is definitely the direction for me, but if someone like um, Jen Atkin calls Jen Atkin is, um, if you follow like Chrissy Teigen or like you've seen the Kardashian, she's a celebrity hairstylist and she's got her own shampoo line. I'm obsessed with it. It's called way. I like have all her products. She, what else she does like celebrity again, she does like celebrity hair and she's got like a website called main addicts where like she educates, you know, other hairstylists and features their work and like gives them, you know, they cover what people are, what they're doing with their hair at Coachella and at the Grammys and things like that. And so I've kind of done like the same thing. I don't have the product business yet, but I have, I have the podcast that helps educate creators and like share their stories so that you can figure out how this person got from point eight Mm-hmm. you know, to peak. So they're probably not done with their life yet. And so she also has a book I love called blowing my way to the top. So to me, I look at this as just like the things that are an extension of what I believe and what I think and what I think would help what I, what I feel like I needed, if that makes sense. So again, I'm no celebrity and I'm no person, but like, I have a lot to say and do. And when I can have a say in what that is via the business, like I said, if she called, I'd probably drop everything and go work for her. Cause it's just like, she's not like famous, famous, but she is doing a lot of great things mm. that I want to do too. Mm. Definitely holding the vision of Kardashians wearing your mascara. Well, they have their own. I don't even know that I need a Kardashian <laughs> to wear my mascara. I just, I don't know. I like to watch what they, I know people don't like them, but I like to watch like how they started versus how it's going. I think it's a fascinating thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm, I'm so excited for you, Melissa, as this new chapter unfolds and Thank I'm sure you. our listeners will want to learn more. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really talked about this. I've talked about it a little bit on my podcast, but it's hard to kind of interpret it as you're going through it. Like, how do you articulate? I'm bored with sales pages, even though they pay me great money, even though I'm really good at them, but I'm really just taking like the principles of the sales page and just applying them to the other pieces of the launch, both creatively, logistically, and just to create a better experience for both the people launching and for the people who are going to buy or be a part of it. That makes sense. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, me too. All right. So as everything unfolds, should we send people your podcast? Is that where you're yeah, talking about? I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm so bad about doing solo shows. I've done like three or four in the last like year, but I'll, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, I do write emails to my list that I think for being a designer there, like I share a lot of the journey there. Cool. Um, and like Instagram, I would say Instagram, my podcast or like my email list. All right. So we will link to those in the show notes. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for kind of helping me tell the story. Cause I haven't done that yet. And asking me questions that align that this is the right thing, right next step for me. Uh, I can't wait to watch it. I just started following you on Instagram. So I'll follow you after we get this done. I can only do one thing at a time. (laughs) 
yeah, no, no, I started following you. Yeah, I mean, today yeah. I did. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to watch it unfold. I think a lot of business people are in a similar place where you start off in one like with one thing that you're doing or one thing that you're really great at, one thing that just keeps coming at you. And it's, I think it can be really hard to let that go and then move into where your genius is. So I am excited to, to watch and yeah. And I hope that we hear from you again, because I want to know more about how, how the principles of a sales page can yeah be translated not just a sales page one of your sales pages can be translated into a full launch to provide that better experience because I sign up for a lot of lead magnets and I am on the other side of a lot of launches and it is very interesting to see all of the ways it could go wrong (laughs) or right (laughs) yeah well thank you you just gave me the idea for my next lead magnet Oh, great. <laughs> really did. Cause I have like, right now I have a sales page Trello board that like provides a copy outline and design samples on a process map. But yeah. So this like, thank you. Yeah. Great. Well, hopefully yeah. I'm your first, first sign or upper. Um, I guess that's a register. Well, thank you so much, you know, Don and Shanti for having me. It's been fun. I met Shanti in 2019, like before we couldn't have events anymore. And that was just like a super fun time. Oh, I, I saw you in 2022 at the Copywriter Club in real life. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that because you were there kind of in and out with the baby. With my baby. With one of the babies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Those were the days. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Whoa, look at you listening to the very end. We are so deeply grateful for you and borderline obsessed with hearing what resonated most and how you're taking the seeds planted in these conversations and sowing them in your life and business. It would mean more than you know if you would share this episode with a friend or subscribe, rate, leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Your reviews tell the algos behind the apps that we are worth pressing play on. So please, if you're feeling generous, take two minutes to share the love. And if you are curious around what your unique advantage is in this wild and wacky online world, take the unfair advantage quiz at shantyzack.com forward slash UA quiz. And thank you again, sunshine. Go light up the world and we'll see you next time.